Welcome to College App 101. I'm your host, Dr. Riley. Succeeding in high school is challenging, and applying to college is overwhelming. I hope my comments here ease the tension you may feel. It'll benefit you to think like a college admissions counselor. She's the lady who will read your application to Bryn Mawr or Tuskegee. He's the guy who will handle your application to William & Mary or Davidson. I've worked with many such professionals. They're great people and committed to helping you apply to their school. The United States has produced in excess of 60 big national parks, the first of which was Yellowstone. Keep in mind, American national parks have dozens of designations, forests, wildernesses, recreation areas, trails, etc. I'm speaking principally about those grouped together with Yellowstone, Grand Canyon in Arizona, Big Bend in the Lone Star State, and dozens of others. A benefit of living in the Pacific Northwest for so many years was easy access to several national parks, which feature stunning scenes of nature. So just after the 4th of July one summer, my family and I drove south on Interstate 5 through Oregon's Willamette Valley, past the Umpqua and Rogue Valleys into Northern California, east into the Sierra Nevadas for a camping trip in a park that gripped me in wonder as a kid, Yosemite National Park. My parents had taken our family there, and as an adult, I was eager to share a similar experience with my wife and kids. In retrospect, we were fortunate even to get a Yosemite campsite because we booked close to our arrival date, but I think an early winter thaw opened some of the park's alpine altitude campgrounds earlier than expected. We stayed for three nights at Crane Flat Campground at an altitude of 6,000 feet, 6,000 plus feet. Our site bordered a broad meadow with yellow wildflowers peppered throughout. Towering above the site itself were enormous trees, probably fir and pine. The typical camping amenities were there, picnic table, parking space, water spigot, mosquitoes, and bear locker. That was a new one for me. We had been at our campsite for what seemed like mere moments when a fellow, who by demeanor and appearance was likely son of the camp host, he paid us a visit and left a flyer explaining the danger bears pose at Yosemite. Evidently, they're proficient at ripping doors off cars and entering tents in search of items as innocuous as toothpaste, with their scent trumping that of a dog several times over. Some years before our Yosemite visit, I had spent a summer working at the YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park, Colorado, just outside Rocky Mountain National Park. Part of staff orientation was a dose of bear training, where I learned they reached upwards of 30 miles per hour running uphill. Therefore, I got a little paranoid on our Yosemite trip when, in the middle of the night, I became convinced I could hear a bear walking around our campsite in silence. Thankfully, there was no encounter. We divided our time at Yosemite between two full days. The first was spent in Yosemite Valley in the shadow of El Capitan. Half Dome gets a lot of press for being the must-see site in Yosemite, and it is great, but El Capitan is a powerful monument of nature. We visited waterfalls, the Yosemite Lodge, walked through the meadows along the Merced River, waded in Mirror Lake. The weather was perfect, sunny, dry, deep blue sky. Our second day, we hiked through a sequoia grove, drove the high-altitude Glacier Point Road to the Glacier Point Vista, took several pictures at the Tunnel View Overlook, and climbed Sentinel Dome. 
Our kids were at the age of audiobooks, so to fight the boredom of Yosemite's longer car rides, we listened to Bedtime for Francis over and over and over again. When we went to bed that night, there was a sense of perfect satisfaction. The weather, the trip, the experience, the sights couldn't have been better. It was our third and final night. At some point overnight, a thunderstorm rolled in, and I discovered two things. One, our tense waterproof capacity was sound. And two, a thunderstorm sounds a lot different at 6,000 feet than it does at 500 feet, where we normally lived. But the experience added to the memorable nature of the trip. And to add to that memory, my kiddo unfortunately began to feel ill. So what had been a phenomenal trip was turning out wet and a little bit sick. By the time I opened my eyes the next morning, dawn had broken, and it was obvious the the thunderstorm had passed. A stiff rain fell outside, less intense than a downpour, but it required rain gear to stay dry. I left my family sleeping peacefully in the tent and put on my rain pants, jacket, and boots. Given the rain and that I had just woken up, I was slightly dazed and a little grouchy. I opened the van's hatchback, stood under it, fully upright, out of the rain, surveying all the wet, wondering what to do. Students, there are times in life when disappointment over an experience will sideline you, and you'll find yourself like I was, standing there, wondering what to do. It's okay when that happens. It's normal. What I've found is that in moments like those, you've got to move ahead. Do something. Do anything productive, whether or not you feel like it. For me, at Yosemite, in that moment, I decided to start preparing breakfast, despite the rain. So I opened the bear locker removed our camp stove, food, and cooler, and started scrambling eggs. In time, my wife was up and out of the tent. We got the kids fed and in the car, dismantled our wet camping gear, loaded the car, and drove out of Yosemite, soggy, but fed, and most importantly, together, moving ahead. This is the fifth and last part of a series aimed at equipping current juniors, members of the class of 2024, to apply to college successfully and efficiently this fall. January's episode, New Year, New College App Goals, urges juniors to apply to all their colleges before the sun sets on 2023. February's episode, Tips on Saving for Tuition, advises juniors to begin saving freshman year tuition now more than a year in advance of the bill's due date. March's episode, The High School Guidance Counselor's Role in College Admissions, explains that a meeting with a guidance counselor is in order to confirm a junior is on track to meet their college's recommended high school coursework. And last month's episode, Soliciting a Teacher's Letter of Recommendation, provides a step-by-step guide for juniors to obtain teacher letters of recommendation for college admissions. Here in May, my comments orbit around the college admissions essay. Earlier this calendar year, Common App, arguably the most popular application platform, Common App announced this fall's essay prompts are the same as previous years. It's true that some colleges do not require an admissions essay, but many colleges, especially those on the selective end of the spectrum, require multiple essays. Therefore, now is the time for juniors to contemplate not just their essays, but the story they want to tell in their college applications. Forward-thinking, college-bound juniors would do well to take these steps. One, Read the College App essay prompts. If your college doesn't use Common App, then research the essay prompts on your specific college. There are seven Common App essays. For example, 
Reflect on something that someone has done for you that has made you happy or thankful in a surprising way. How has this gratitude affected or motivated you? Here's another. Describe a topic, idea, or concept you find so engaging that it makes you lose all track of time. Why does it captivate you? What or who do you turn to when you want to learn more? Once you've read the essay prompts, the second step is brainstorming. It's in your best interest to allocate a span of several days to brainstorming. You'll do it here and there over those days. For example, devote 15 minutes to brainstorming after breakfast on Monday. Revisit your work and add to your list before bed that night. On Tuesday, devote 30 minutes or 20 minutes to brainstorming and so forth. Third, there are examples of outstanding admissions essays posted on reputable, reputable sites online. The admissions essays of Hamilton College and Johns Hopkins, two very selective colleges, come to mind. You should read their examples so you know the, pro- the profile of a high-quality essay. Whether or not you intend to apply to Hamilton or Hopkins, still read them. Fourth, assemble a small team to provide essay composition guidance this summer and fall. I have in mind English teachers, guidance counselors, and gifted writers in family and friend circles. If your writing skills are an area of growth for you, or you aim for admission to a selective college, then it's in your best interest to hire an essay editor to walk through the brainstorming and writing processes, which is a service of College App 101. The admissions essay is not the most important part of a college application, but it's very, very important and goes a long way in helping a college admissions committee get to know you as a person, not just a student. So make it a point to write an original essay that features your voice, not someone else's voice. Admissions committees are interested in hearing your personal story, not someone else's. College App 101 provides a wealth of free essay guidance in three podcast episodes, Writing a Compelling Essay, Parts 1, 2, and 3. They're available at collegeapp101.com and major podcast channels. The day we drove out of Yosemite, our clothes and much of our gear were either damp or wet. We drove east, headed for California's Bay Area. Our spirits were heavy, given the wet ending of our Yosemite camping. Santa Cruz, on California's northern coast, was our destination. Once we were out of the mountains, in the Central Valley region, the clouds began to break. The sun returned, and the typical arid weather of a California summer began to dry our gear. Within a few hours, we arrived at a new campsite in Santa Cruz, hung up, everything to dry, got showers. It had been a few days. We got showers and optimism returned. The drier, cleaner circumstances gave rise to the same sense of satisfaction we had felt the night before at Yosemite. Juniors, expect your journey through the essay process to compare to my family's national park adventure. That's why it's called brainstorming, after all, pun intended. (laughs) Really, the essay processes bring emotional highs and lows, standing there or sitting there wondering what to do, what to write, vistas of satisfaction, rain showers that, at first glance, crumble your hopes. But as you move ahead in the little community of writers you create, you you should expect help in unexpected ways as you write, find your voice, and determine your story with those who know you well. In just over two months, you'll begin applying to college. Start your essay work now. If you've enjoyed this and other College App 101 podcasts, please share them through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or my website. Until next time, I'm, your, I'm Dr. Riley, your pre-college advisor and independent educational consultant. 
for more information about college apps and succeeding in high school, visit my website, collegeapp101.com. That's college, C-O-L-L-E-G-E, app, A-P-P, 101.com.